Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Amen and amen. amen. Tell the person standing by you something good is coming your way this morning. And you will never be the same again. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we are grateful to you this morning. And we are so blessed to be here. We want to thank you for today. A special day. It is Father's Day. And it's a day we honor and celebrate all fathers. It is time to hear the word of God. We believe that your word will come to bless and energize us. That your word will come to inspire and give us direction. I pray in the name of Jesus that everything that you determine to do, you will bring to pass today. May we all be blessed through the ministration of your word. In Jesus' mighty name, let everybody say amen. Give Jesus another hand clap. God bless you and you may be seated. Amen and amen. Amen. Well, today is Father's Day. And on behalf of the entire leadership and membership of the Shepherd's Fold Restoration family, I want to wish all fathers and by extension all husbands a happy Father's Day. How many know and believe that fathers are important? Only 20 of you. Fathers are very important, aren't they? It's interesting, but if you check through your Bible, you will discover that there are 852 times that the word father is used. And if you check for mothers, you'll find them 226 times. So fathers are referred to how many times? 852. And mothers are referred to how many times? 200 and something. 226 times. Now, what does it mean? It means a lot of things. But I want you to understand that fathers are important. And we thank God for all the fathers in the house. We thank God for all fathers who are watching us online. We honor and celebrate you all. And right now, to acknowledge fathers, may we ask all fathers and husbands to stand to their feet now. As we clap for them. Judges. Then say all we do is to run oh, away. Oh, you're not clapping the for the fathers. 
Daddies, every day we do the same jobs. Then say we will no be responsible. No be everybody day like that. Keep clapping for father. Somebody, papa, no more. If man no day, if man no day, how we go exist? Happy Father's Day to you. Happy Father's Day to you. Happy Father's Day to every man where they fight for their responsibility. Happy Father's Day to you. Happy Father's Day to you. Happy Father's Day to every man where they fight for their responsibility. A little dance where you are. Why have you stopped my name? A channel, baby, I will be a monogam. See, if man no day, if I pay no day, then wait till we get If man no day, if man no day, me day, you no good day. Happy Father's Day to you. Happy Father's Day to you. Happy Father's Day to every man where they fight for their responsibility. Happy Father's Day to you. Happy Father's Day to you. Happy Father's Day to you. Clap your hands and bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And at the tail end of the service, we will invite all fathers up front. I'm happy to inform you that we also have cake to cut. It's not only mothers who must cut cake. And then we'll pop champagne. Uh-huh. And then we have gifts for fathers and husbands. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And we thank God for all fathers. Hallelujah. Amen. Now this morning, I would like to share a message with you that I have titled characteristics of real fathers characteristics of real fathers and i trust that it will be a blessing to all fathers in the house it will be a blessing to all potential fathers as well and for the ladies in the house please don't close up and don't shut yourself down because you will hear important things that will greatly help you as well hallelujah amen now there are basically two words that are used for fathers in the bible one of them is a hebrew word and that word is ab ab so one of the words is ab it's a Hebrew word. And it is spelled A B. Yeah, ah, and the Then the other word that is translated father in the Bible is a Greek word. And that word is pater. Which is spelled P A T E R. And 
and these words they mean basically the same thing Amen. and they help us to understand who a father is and so we want to ask ourselves who is a father or who do we describe as a father? A father, number one, is a male parent. That is your biological father. The one who gave birth to you. And the one through whom you came into existence. And so when we say father, this is what we are referring to. And then we also say that a father is somebody who takes the place of your biological father and takes care of you. Maybe because your biological father was absent, was missing in action, or died, or something of that sort. So a father is also like a substitute father or a male guardian. And so substitute fathers are fathers. And male guardians are fathers as well. For some of you, you may never know but probably the best thing that happened to you was that your biological father was in there because you are who you are today because of the man who took the place of your own biological father he fathered you and catered for you in a way that your own biological father may never have been able to. And so in your life you can testify that all things have worked together for my good. Hallelujah. Amen. So here we can also talk about fathers-in-law. We can also talk about stepfathers. Or we can talk about adoptive fathers, fathers who adopted you. Then, when we say a father, we are also referring to the male ancestor who founded a race or a family. The male ancestor who founded a race or a family or a line. There's another English word for it, progenitor. Now, a good example of that is Father Abraham in the Bible. He is the father of all Jews. And it was through him that the nation of Israel came into existence. So such a person is also called a father. Hallelujah. Amen. A father is any man who exercises paternal care over other persons 
by providing for them and protecting them. Any man who exercises paternal care over other persons by providing for them and protecting them. There is a very famous Catholic priest called Father, I think it's Joel Campbell. Is it Joel? Andrew Campbell. Now, he is very famous because of all the work he he he's done for lepers in the country. Joel Campbell is a footballer. Andrew Campbell is a priest. And you know, he is like the father of lepers, if you like. God placed a certain love and concern in his heart for all lepers. And to people like that, he is a father. Number five, a father is any person who originated or established or founded something. So here we can capture those who found ministries and movements. And so somebody like Herodotus is known as the father of history. Galileo is known as the father of modern science. Beautiful. Martin Luther is the father of the Reformation. Kenneth Hagen is arguably the father of the faith movement, charismatic faith movement. charismatic faith movement. And it is believed that Archbishop Duncan Williams is the father of the charismatic movement in Ghana. So anybody who founds or establishes or through whom something comes into existence can also be described as a father of that particular thing. To many people, Kwame Nkrumah is the founding father of our nation, Ghana. He didn't used to be a problem. Until some people came into power and insisted that there wasn't just one founding father, there were many founding fathers. I don't know why we like arguing unnecessarily. So that again is who a father is. And then finally, a father is a word that is also used for priests. So, particularly in the Catholic Church, in the Anglican Church, they often refer to 
their priests as fathers. So if I had followed my initial passion and had become a Catholic priest, I would have been called Father John. Hallelujah. So these six definitions explain to us who a father is. And this morning I'm talking about real fathers. Now when we when we use the word real, it means being actually such. So it's not merely so called. So the word real means being actually such, not merely so called. So if we if we say for example a real victory, it means that it is actually a victory. It is not just something we are saying, keke. Real also means genuine. Some people like to say genuine. Genuine. Yeah, but the word is genuine. It means that it's not a counterfeit. And when we say real, it means it's sincere. So real fathers is referring to fathers who are actually fathers. And they are not just called fathers. They are actually fathers. And real fathers are genuine fathers. They are not counterfeit. They are very sincere. Hallelujah. Amen. So we are talking about characteristics of real fathers. Now let me say to you that I'm not talking about perfect fathers. That's not what I'm talking about. Because there is none. If you're looking for a perfect father, like an earthly person who is perfect, there is none. But there is one father who is perfect. And he is our heavenly father. Hallelujah. Amen. And I, I think that it explains why Jesus instructed that we shouldn't really call anybody father. Because no one person can meet all the needs you have for a father's influence or input. Look at Matthew 23 verse 9. From the King James Version. King James. Matthew 23 verse 9 It says and call no man your father upon the earth for one is your father which is in heaven look at the same verse from the message Bible what does it say it says don't set people up as experts over your life letting them tell you what to do 
save that authority for God. Let him tell you what to do. No one else should carry the title of father. You have only one father. And he is in heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. So now this is Jesus speaking. And it was a statement he made in reaction to the religious leaders of their time. Religious leaders in those times demanded that people honored and respected them and addressed them by titles like father, master, teacher, scribe. And, and, and they really wanted it and they insisted and demanded it. And so there was a sudden pride and arrogance and pomposity that they carried which Jesus found very repulsive. And so yes, we are supposed to honor these leaders whom God gives to us. But we must recognize that they are mere men. And we must be careful that the honor and the glory that must go to God is not given to ordinary men. People have abused that power. And have used it to manipulate, no. to intimidate, and to control. People. And it has been the bane of many Christian ministers over the ages. And so Jesus said this not to say that we shouldn't honor and respect our fathers or our leaders. But we should not make them larger than life itself. Because that is where we begin to step into error. Am I saying something important to you this morning? Hallelujah. So now let's move into the characteristics of real fathers. Number one. Real fathers reflect and emulate our heavenly father. Real fathers reflect and emulate our heavenly father. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1. New Living Translation. It says, imitate God. Therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. This same verse from the Message Bible. It says, watch what God does and then you do it. Like children who learn proper behavior from their parents. So now, in this verse, we are referred to as children. And this is in relation to God. So if we are children, then God is our father. And the Bible says we should imitate him. And we should watch what he does. 
and follows you. And so I want to submit to you this morning that all real fathers they reflect our heavenly father and they emulate our heavenly father. So you will see with real fathers that many things that the heavenly father is they are as well. So if our heavenly father is love, real fathers show love. If our heavenly father is patient and kind, real fathers are patient and if our heavenly father supplies our needs real fathers also supply our needs and so real fathers reflect and emulate our heavenly father that is the first characteristic of real fathers the second one real fathers love and demonstrate it real fathers they love and they demonstrate that love hallelujah amen first john chapter 3 and verse 1 new living translation please it says See how very much our Father loves us. For He calls us His children. And that is what we are. Look at the same verse from the Good News Translation. Good News Translation. It says, See how much the Father has loved us. His love is so great that we are called God's children. So if we are called God's children, then God is our Father. And the Bible is saying that our Father loves us. And that love is so great. And so real fathers love. And they love greatly. Romans chapter 5, verse 8 from the NIV. Romans 5, verse 8. It says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ so God demonstrated his love for us. Ladies and gentlemen, God loves us with a great love. But he does not just love us in word or in intention only. But he actually went ahead and demonstrated that love. And all the time, God demonstrates his love for us. Love doesn't benefit you much unless it is demonstrated. So if somebody says, I love you, he has to demonstrate that love. 
That is why we have a key statement. So love doesn't benefit you much. Unless it is demonstrated. And ladies and gentlemen. If we say somebody is a real father. He laughs. He laughs deeply. And he demonstrates that love. You know. Many of us are used to seeing fathers who are expressionless. They are emotionless. They seem to be passionless. There are many people who can never ever remember their father hugging them. And see, yeah. am I saying something that is true? Or, or your, your father was actually played, he actually played with you and had fun with you. James, why are you laughing like that? It's like in your wildest dream, you see. Yeah. And you see, the issue is not that such fathers do not love. In their own way, they demonstrate that love. But not in such expressions of fondness. They don't play with you. And that is why those of us who are modern fathers, we try to make up for what we didn't have. That's why I hug my children. I play with them. And I joke with them. And real fathers must do that. Because many fathers are too stiff. Look for the nearest father and tell the father, Oh, yeah, go home. And you see, for those who are up and coming, and even for those of us who are fathers today, it is not too late to change and become fathers who love and demonstrate. Hallelujah. Amen. I said, Hallelujah. Amen. Now, real fathers. When they demonstrate their love, they demonstrate it in different ways. They are kind. They are patient. They, 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 they don't get easily angered. They don't keep a record of wrongs. Now that is what love is. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. So if fathers claim to love, then we're expecting that they will be kind, that they will be patient, that they, they don't get easily, easily provoked and angered, that they don't keep records of wrong, that they believe all things. There are some fathers who tell their children, if I die, don't step at my funeral. <laughs> somebody like that is not a real father. 
because he holds on to things and he never forgets real fathers believe and real fathers they trust and have hope and they persevere in their efforts to raise their children even when those children are being some way and all these things that I have said describe what love is and so ladies and gentlemen when we talk about real fathers real fathers they love and they demonstrate that love hallelujah number three real fathers are full of compassion real fathers are full of compassion if we say a father is a real father then one of the things you notice about that person is that he's full of compassion psalm 103 verse 30 from the new living translation of the bible new living translation it says just as a father has compassion on his children so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him as a father has compassion on his children real fathers have compassion on their children but fathers who are not real they don't have compassion they are wicked cruel vindictive and their fathers like that so such a father will tell you when I die don't step at my feet he will tell you don't mention anywhere that I am your father I don't want to have anything to do with you ever again. From today, I've cancelled your name out of my will. Real fathers are full of compassion. Now, compassion is a feeling of deep sympathy a feeling of deep sympathy and sorrow for another who is stricken by misfortune and it is accompanied by a strong desire to alleviate the suffering so so when you have compassion for somebody you actually feel for the person you you, you feel for what the person is going and it doesn't just stop there you want to do everything that you can to take away that pain to take away that suffering to take away that anguish that is what compassion is real fathers are full of compassion Many people have wicked fathers. His head inside is dark. Never forgives. Never lets go. Any 
small mistake you make. You now you smell pepper. Number four. Real fathers provide and meet needs. Real fathers they provide and they meet needs. In other words, they are responsible. Look at what the Bible says about our heavenly father. In Matthew chapter 6. Reading from verse 25. And reading from the New Living Translation of the Bible. What are we talking about this morning? Characteristics of real fathers. Characteristics or if you went to another uh, certain type of school you say characteristics characteristics or characteristics so characteristics of real fathers and the fourth characteristic is that real fathers provide and they meet needs that means they are responsible Matthew 6 from verse 25 that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life this is Jesus speaking whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing look at the birds they don't plant or harvest or store food in bands for your heavenly father feeds them and aren't you far more valuable to him than they are can all your worries add a single moment to your life and why worry about your clothing look at the lilies of the field and how they grow they don't work or make their clothing. Yet, Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? Now, this is describing our Heavenly Father. And one of the things we see about our Heavenly Father is that He provides for us and He meets our needs. It is one of the characteristics of our Heavenly Father. And when we say a father is a real father, he provides for his children and he meets the needs of his children so much so that if you are a father and you don't carry out this responsibility the bible says you are worse than an unbeliever 1 Timothy chapter 5 verse 8 1 Timothy 5 verse 8 it says but those who won't care for their relatives especially those in their own household that means their children 
those who live under their roof they have denied the true faith and such people are worse than unbelievers and so real fathers they provide for the family and they meet the needs of the home hallelujah amen that means they are responsible and if you are a father you must be a real father and you must be a responsible father you must provide for the needs of the world there must be food in the house the bills must be paid the school fees must be paid everything that makes for a comfortable living must be provided and real fathers carry out such a responsibility unfortunately many fathers have turned out to be very irresponsible and you find out that it is actually the mothers who labor and sacrifice a lot of times to take care of the needs of the home but I believe that God has raised and is raising a new generation of Amen. who are going to be very responsible Amen. and provide for the needs of the home Amen. yesterday a friend sent me a post it was something that a lady wrote and the title of the post was this if everyone had a father like my father nobody will celebrate father's day that's the title of the post if everybody had a father like my father nobody will celebrate father's day and she went on to explain how irresponsible her father was that in the beginning of life with, with their mother he was a nobody he didn't have a job but their mother who didn't go to school started trading very early in foodstuffs and when their father met their mother he didn't have a job he didn't have anything and he came to propose to her and she too she said yes she was the one who set them up helped him to get a job advised him to build a house and she poured a lot of her money and her resources in making sure that the home was kept but when they prospered the man turned out to be very irresponsible he would rather prefer to take care of his nephews and nieces giving things to them forever you don't understand you see you'll understand one day <laughs> and there are fathers like that have you heard this statement into me there are some clans and there are some <laughs> and there are some families who believe that's the men in the family they believe that it's better to take care of my nephews and my nieces than my own children 
and so they don't take care of their own children. And that was how this lady's father was. When it was time for them to pay their fees, you say go to your mother. <laughs> when they bring their report card, from the report card the bar, because it will also have the school fees in it. And I'm the school fees account. He doesn't want to see it. So he say take it to your mother. A few times when their mother didn't have and send them to their father. She says one of the occasions he picked a metal bar and was going to beat her with it. When they graduated from the university, there were three sisters. Their father didn't bother to go for the graduation ceremony. It was only for her own. She was the last girl that he appeared. And she says that she doesn't know which angel touched her father's heart that he appeared for her graduation. There were times when she saw the father beating the mother. Beating the mother. She saw all of that. She said one of the occasions the mother decided to fight back but it didn't work. She saw it. And so she grew up with a lot of resentment and anger in her heart. But you see her two elder sisters they decided to forgive their father. But she couldn't find it in herself. During their 40th wedding anniversary she refused to turn up because she said what are you celebrating I saw I saw what you went through her mother was even angry with her that I was the one that they did all these things if I have forgiven him what business is it of yours she didn't go one of the occasions her sisters told us it is Father's Day. Let's take our father out and go and buy a gift for him. Her response was to go and buy for who? She said never. Now in this post she admitted at the end of it that she realized that she had a big problem and that she wishes that she can forgive like her two sisters. So in a certain sense she was asking for help. Look, it's not easy not from cry. It's not easy what people have been Yeah, it's not easy at all. And people have turned out a certain way because of what they saw and experienced in the hands of irresponsible. Some of you, where you are today is just by the grace of God. You could have been an armed robber. You could have been an armed robber. Easy. Prostitute. That's why you should not be in a hurry to judge people. Because you don't know what they've been through. You don't know what they've experienced. You don't know what happened to them. I'm not making an excuse for people who don't turn out well. 
And in a certain sense, a lot also depends on you yourself. Whether you are going to let the bad experiences you go through disturb you and, 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 and break you down, or you rather let them become a launching pad or, or a block that you will climb upon onto greater heights. But not everybody is able to recover. And so when we talk about real families, they are responsible and they take care of their children. May we become responsible fathers. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Can I continue? Or should I close? Amen. Number five, real fathers protect. Real fathers protect their children. Matthew 26 verse 53. It says, don't you realize that I could ask my father for thousands of angels Matthew 26 verse 53 Matthew 26 verse 53 don't you realize that I could ask my father for thousands of angels to protect us and he would send them instantly this was Jesus when they came to arrest him in the garden of Gethsemane and brother Peter pulled out a sword and I don't know which Chinese films he was watching in those days he had cut somebody's ear off he was actually aiming for the person's neck. But that day, that person had his quiet time. <laughs> so, a cut off his ear. This I said to do hey, What are you doing? Put your sword away. And then that is when he said to him, that don't you realize that I could ask my father could ask my father for protection. So real fathers, they protect. And that is what the whole of Psalm 91 is about. It is about, about the protection of our heavenly father. And real fathers, they protect their they protect them from things that can destroy them. They protect them from things that can harm them. They protect them from ending up in a certain way. They protect them from being destroyed. They are careful of what they do as fathers. So that they don't end up destroying their children. Real fathers protect. Number six, real fathers correct and discipline. Real fathers correct and discipline. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 11 to 12. I don't want to do two parts in this message. So just bear with me a few more minutes. And let me finish it. Because I don't want to repeat it next Sunday. Real fathers correct and discipline. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 11 to My child. Don't reject the Lord's discipline. And don't be upset when he corrects you. 
For the Lord corrects those he loves. Just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. That's one of the things about real fathers. They correct. And they discipline. But they do it carefully. So they don't end up destroying. They do it reasonably. There are some beatings that your father may give. You can see that this beating that they are beating me, huh. there's no reason behind it. If you beat you, beat you. It's fantastic. One lady that I know tells of how their father could have her tied, tied, to, a, tied to a tree. Because the father insisted that she was a witch. And they would beat her. Beat her. Beat her. Little girl. If not for the grace of God. She wouldn't have turned out the way she's turned out. As I speak to you now. She lives in the US. She has her own business. And she's doing fantastically well. It was the mercy of God that found him. So fathers are supposed to correct and discipline. And we must allow fathers to do this. It is a responsibility that God has given to them. Fathers, but it must be carefully. Correct the children carefully. Correct the children in love. I don't despise my father for 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 any punishment that he gave me growing up as a child. He died very early. So mercifully, he got to beat me only a few times. But I can remember being beaten. But I didn't feel that he was beating me and the intention was to harm me or to destroy me. Any father who in the process of correcting a child ends up destroying that child. He's not a real father. Because there are some people who don't have confidence in life. Because of what their fathers did. They lost their self-confidence. They became timid. Can't do much with their lives. And it's because of what they suffered under the hands. So fathers are supposed to correct. Fathers are supposed to discipline. But in doing so, make sure you don't destroy the child. Make sure you don't damage the child irreparably. Because that is not what the discipline is supposed to. Am I saying something to somebody today? Sure. Number seven, real fathers they reward. That is, they recognize the achievements and efforts of their children and reward them accordingly. 
Real fathers don't just notice your flaws and your mistakes. They also see it when you do well. When you get good grades. Your son was first in class. He's doing well academically. Why don't you reward him? You are angry with him because he was second and he was not first. So there are some fathers, they only see the mistakes. They only see the flaws. But they never reward their children for what they have achieved. And for what they have accomplished. Matthew 6.6 6. But when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you. And pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything, what will he do? He will reward you. So our heavenly father is a rewarder. And it, our aim is to imitate and emulate our heavenly father. Then as fathers, we must learn to reward our children. Not only punish them and, and discipline them, but also to reward them for the great things that they have achieved. There are so many things but I can't finish. So let me just touch on the last one. Okay, one of them. Real fathers don't give up on their children. You know the story of the prodigal son? One of the lessons we learned from that story is that the prodigal son's father never gave up on him. So we read about it in Luke chapter 15. His son was a foolish boy. He did foolish things. But he never gave up on him. How do I know that he never gave up on him? When the boy came to his senses and was returning home, the Bible says when he was far off, his father saw him. Which suggests that the father kept looking out for his son. He never gave up on him. When the boy came and said, Forgive me, father, I've been a foolish son. I'm not worthy to be called the son. The Bible says he hugged him. And he kissed him. He never gave up on him. The average father, he will say, Release the dog. Get me my stick. He didn't do that. You can imagine how smelly the boy was. Somebody's who eating companions were pigs. Can imagine how smelly he was. But he hugged him. And he kissed him. He never gave up on that. Real fathers never give up. And the last one, real fathers don't provoke. Real fathers are careful not to provoke their Ephesians 6 verse 4. Fathers do not provoke your children to anger. By the way you treat them. Rather bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Colossians 3 verse 21. 
the message bible the message bible parents don't come down too hard on your children why oh you will crush their spirit many parents like to quote honor your father and your, your mother, mother that your days may be long no. upon the earth which the lord your god has given you for this is the first commandment with with the promise parents like to quote that all all the time. Time. but they conveniently leave out the verse 3 which says fathers I'm saying children. there are parents who turn out the certain way because of the provocation <laughs> so the same God who says children should honor their parents is the same God who says parents do not provoke them do not come down hard on them do not treat them harshly because you will destroy them you will destroy them so as parents, yes, it is our responsibility to correct and discipline them. But we must make sure that in our handling of them, we do not provoke them. We do not provoke them. Sometimes by the unfairness of the treatment that we meet out to them. That's why there are sons and daughters who rebel against their And the same way God has a problem with children who don't honor their parents. He also has a problem with parents who provoke their parents. And so as fathers, we should be careful that we don't provoke our children. And the last one, fathers leave an inheritance for their children. Proverbs 13 verse 22 Good people leave an inheritance to their grandchildren So of course it has to go to your children before you can get to your grandchildren But the sinner's wealth passes on to the godly And if you're a real father Please Leave an inheritance not bills not debts there are some people when they die it's only debts bills they owe everybody in the bible there was a widow like that whose husband who was a prophet owed some people so when he died the people came and said they wanted their money and if the widow can't pay them they are going to sell her children to settle their debts what is this real fathers leave an inheritance and I want to challenge all fathers here that let's work hard and let's believe God to leave a good inheritance for our children and our children's children. You must give them lands forever. You must give them monies forever. You must leave them cars forever. It would be great when your children are marrying. You said that my house at Choco 
Hey, oh, I don't want to live at Choco. I buy the house. Okay. All right, it's okay. So there are my house at East Legon. No, but I don't like the way you guys have responded to my. Why, why, why not Choco? Do people not live there? One of these days, I'll take you on a trip there. There are some very nice houses there. Mm. Oh, Choco. I, I am more near them. Kaswa. You like Kaswa? Achimota Forest. Forest? No! Forever! Guns. You want guns as an inheritance? Yes. Wow. Jubilee House. Listen, folks. And I'm speaking to fathers. Because we are and all those of you who are potential fathers and, and coming up, up. Chale, we must change that status quo there is a certain vicious cycle that has run for so long your grandfather didn't leave your father anything your father didn't leave you anything you too if it wasn't for today's message oh if it wasn't for today's message. Oh, and can oh. But something is changing Amen. today. I said something is changing today. Amen. And by the grace of God, Jesus. you will leave an inheritance Amen. for your children. Amen. For your children's children. Amen. For generations yet on Amen. You will not only leave debts. You will not only leave bills. Jesus. You will not only leave trouble, Jesus, but you will leave great things for your children. Amen. Receive that I receive it. And receive the grace and the anointing Amen. to be real fathers. And may that grace come mightily Jesus, upon you from this day on. Right to your feet. So every head bowed and every eye closed. Father, we are grateful to you for today. Jesus. And we thank you for your word. Thank you for what your spirit has spoken to us today. I pray that let this word bring a transformation into our lives. And especially for all fathers and for all men and for all males in the house. May the truths that have been shared today continue to guide and direct our lives from this day onwards in Jesus mighty name and as every head is bowed and every eye closed you are here today and you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior but I want to pray with you I want to pray for you God wants to become your heavenly father so that you can experience all the wonderful characteristics of real fathers that I've shared today. Because these things start with God and emanate from God. And as every head is bowed and every eye closed, you want to say, Pastor, please pray for me. I want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. 
if you are watching wherever you are the power of God can touch you right there and if you want to receive Jesus please lift up your hand and I will pray for you as well if you want to give your heart to Jesus just lift up your hand wherever you are and I'm going to pray for you God bless you pray this prayer with me say heavenly father today I come to you just as I am oh God please forgive me for all my sins please wash me with the blood of Jesus from today I accept Jesus as my Lord and my Savior from today Oh God, oh God, be my father. Be my father. Bless, me. Bless me. Take care of me. Care of me. Help me. Help. In this life. Oh, my Thank, you, Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. So hearing my prayer. In Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say, Amen. Amen. Give Jesus a mighty hand. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.